Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Friday, February 22nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, Eurosceptic MPs warn they'll try to end the government if Prime Minister Theresa May delays Brexit. Kraft Heinz shares dive after the food group reveals an SEC subpoena over its accounting policies. And the big four accounting firms' stranglehold over major car companies is under threat. Then the FT's Sam Fleming explains how Federal Reserve policymakers are rethinking their economic strategy. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Eurosceptic Conservative MPs have warned they'll seek to end the UK government if Prime Minister Theresa May delays the UK's departure from the EU. Members of the European Research Group of Conservative MPs said that if Britain's exit was pushed back, they'd no longer vote for government legislation. That would paralyze Mrs. May's administration. The group's members fear that next Wednesday, MPs could back a proposal by former Labour Minister Yvette Cooper. The proposal would stop a no-deal Brexit by extending Article 50, the EU process under which the UK is meant to leave the bloc on March 29th. Losing the support of these MPs would cause problems for Mrs. May. Her Commons working majority was reduced to nine this week when three Europhile MPs quit the Conservative Party. Mrs. May is trying to get the EU to agree to changes to the so-called Irish backstop plan meant to avoid a hard Irish border. Eurosceptic Tories fear the backstop would lock Britain into close ties with the EU indefinitely. Kraft Heinz lost about a fifth of its value on Thursday, after it disclosed it had received a subpoena from the Securities and Exchange Commission over accounting policies. The food giant also said it had taken a $15.4 billion impairment charge after it reduced the value of its Kraft and Oscar Mayer trademarks. It also cut the value of goodwill at its U.S. refrigerated and Canadian retail businesses. The write-downs pushed the company to a loss of $12.6 billion in the fourth quarter in the results it released on Thursday, and the group cut its dividend to investors to $0.40 cents for the quarter, or $1.60 for the year. This was down from $2.50 a year ago. The company revealed the SEC subpoena was received in October and was related to its, quote, accounting policies, procedures, and internal controls in procurement. Kraft Heinz had since launched its own investigation as a result. The setback comes as Kraft was already battling rapidly changing consumer tastes and hoping to do deals with other food groups. Its shares dropped 20% in after-hours trading to $38.59 after the disclosures. Even before the latest sell-off, the shares had fallen about one-third since the 2015 mega-merger of Kraft and Heinz, engineered by the Brazilian investment firm 3G Capital and backed by Warren Buffett. And the big four accounting firms' stranglehold over the big car makers might be facing a threat. Ford and several leading car manufacturers are in talks with smaller accounting firms about auditing their European financing operations. The big four, Ernst & Young, Deloitte, KPMG, and PwC, audit all of the major international car manufacturers. EU rules that were put in place in 2016 force large companies to switch auditors every 20 years. Ford is one of several carmakers caught by the new rules because its European financing arm is considered a public interest entity. Ford has been audited by PwC since 1946, and it has to find a new auditor for its European financing arm by 2021. Ford is one of the first overseas car manufacturers to start approaching smaller audit firms in Europe about taking over the audit of its financing arm before the deadline. But Ford is likely to retain a big four firm to audit their overall business. 
And here's a closer look at a story we're following. The U.S. is 10 years into the recovery from the financial crisis, and unemployment is near 50-year lows. The Federal Reserve's traditional model suggests that inflation should be surging. But instead, officials are grappling with an unexpectedly lukewarm price growth. And that's caused some to rethink their economic strategy. The FT's U.S. economics editor, Sam Fleming, says you can see how policymakers are thinking in their January meeting minutes, which were released this week. Well, there's a debate going on in the Federal Reserve at the moment about inflation, uh, and the minutes reflected that. One of the conundrums that we've seen over the past few years is that while the economy has been getting stronger, inflation hasn't really been responding at all. It's remained largely at or below the Fed's target. And it's something that the Fed is becoming, I think, more conscious of, or at least talking about quite a lot. Last year, we heard a Fed which was talking a lot about the potential for the economy to overheat if it didn't continue raising interest rates. That's why they raised interest rates four times. And then at the end of the year, suddenly the Fed became much more focused in on risk to the recovery. So risks from overseas and risks from trade, uh, risks from political events like the shutdown, this sort of thing. Alongside that, they said that they could become patient when it came to raising interest rates, in part because inflation was remaining so tepid. And the patience that we're seeing was discussed in those minutes. And one of the reasons that Fed officials think they can be patient without raising interest rates is because uh, inflation has remained so so slow. And I think one of the things we're seeing is that some Federal Reserve policymakers are saying, I'd really want to see a fair bit more inflation before even really considering raising interest rates again. And why is inflation not responding to low unemployment? and these things like it normally would? It's a very big conundrum. One explanation is we had a huge financial crisis 10 years ago, and the after effects of that financial crisis continue to play out in people's minds. People are still pretty conservative, companies are still conservative, and so inflation just globally remains fairly low. You have a number of theories floating around. Some people talk a little bit more about structural issues. For example, Rob Kaplan of the Dallas Fed has talked about online pricing, competition on the internet, this sort of thing, restructuring of industry, uh, globalization, big trends like that, which may be bearing down on price growth. But I don't think, I think it's fair to say, we don't have a really brilliant explanation, in particular for the uh, question that you've asked, which is why is unemployment low unemployment not generating the kind of response and inflation that traditional economic models suggest should have happened. What are some realistic options for policymakers going forward? Well, the Fed has, as I said, made it clear that it wants to be patient with rates. It sees a bunch of risks right now. Trade, uh, Brexit is another one they think about in March, problems between the US and China. In that kind of context, I think um, we can expect uh, the Fed to remain patient for a while. Uh, At the same time, they're beginning to stress this whole inflation story a fair bit. You're hearing some policymakers say they'd really want to see a strong sign that inflation is beginning to percolate before wanting to move interest rates upwards. In fact, in the minutes, several policymakers said they actually wanted to see inflation which is above their own personal forecast before they raise interest rates. Is there any indication that if inflation remains low, that they would cut interest rates? I think the moment we're not seeing discussions in the Federal Reserve about interest rate cuts, the minutes were talking mainly about whether there's a case for further increases and arguments for staying pat, holding still, 
rather than people debating whether there were any merits in interest rate cuts. Now, there's a debate in the Fed about the next recession, whenever it comes, and how they'd respond and whether what tools they have, how much uh, firepower they'd have given rates aren't actually that high. But uh, in terms of actual near-term policy, we're not hearing them talk about rate cuts because, frankly, the economy is in a pretty good place and, and we shouldn't lose sight of that. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back on Monday for all the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon, Amy Keene, and me, Eric Krupke. Our editor is Amelia Mahasik. Robert Shrimsley is editorial director for the Financial Times. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.